Welcome to the Unstoppable Eventrepreneur Podcast, where we have open and honest conversations about business strategies, thinking and habits that are essential to building a successful event planning business while enjoying a fulfilling lifestyle. I am your host, Mayo Silvers, an events veteran with over 20 years of experience and also an unstoppable eventrepreneur with two multiple six-figure events business. Come listen with an open heart and open mind. Be ready to reset, recharge, and rejuvenate your life and your business. Welcome to the Unstoppable Eventrepreneur Podcast once again. Thank you for giving me your time and your years week after week listening to our podcast. We know that there are so many podcasts out there that you could be listening and you giving me your time and your years means a lot to me. So today we want to talk about this topic, which I titled the first and last dollar amount is what your leads will remember. What do I mean by that? I want to share with you a real story of what I see is happening in the events field and which largely contribute to your leads ghosting you. Okay, so assuming that you have a potential client reaching out to you and they told you that they need help in planning an event and they gave you a general idea what they're looking for, such as, oh, it's a birthday party and it's for 50 people and this is my venue. I am thinking of um, doing a safari theme, just for instance, okay, safari theme. How much do you think is going to cost? So, a lot of event planners, especially new ones, and even some event planners who have been in the field for a while, make this critical mistake. They either do this thing or the second thing I'm going to highlight. So the first thing they either will say that, okay, based on that, the cost is approximately XYZ. Because in their head, they're thinking that, okay, you know, you've given me the number of people, you've given me the venue, you've given me the theme that you're thinking of. And I have probably done something like that before, right? And or had done something like that before and it costs this much. And you give a quote of, let's say, $1,000. So you already gave a quote, okay? $1,000. Or for another group of event planners, they are thinking, okay, thank you for sharing all this information with me. And in order for me to even work on this event, they say my fee, my fee start at $500. So they are thinking, okay, this $500 is going to just to come up with a concept, et cetera, et cetera. Correct? So, but they didn't elaborate if this $500 include what the client just or potential client just shared with you. So your potential client hears this number. Oh, okay. Your fee is $500. Oh, the fee is $1,000, right? Okay. So now the potential client is thinking, okay, I can, I can deal with these numbers. 
So would you put together a proposal for me? Right. So now you ask more questions, right? So you ask more questions. Okay, give me some inspiration photos. Give me, give me some more ideas. How many, what are you thinking? And then you realize that, oh, okay, this is what the potential client wants. So you put together a proposal, right? In your head, you're thinking, okay, so I, I somehow have an idea what to put on a proposal. But you forgot to tell your potential client approximately how much it's going to cost now that you have a better understanding of what they want. Not just the general terms, okay? Now that you have a better understanding. And some of you may not even have an in-depth conversation because you're thinking, oh, I already have enough information from the potential client. So I can put together a proposal, okay? So when you put together the proposal, and it costs more than that $1,000 that you initially quoted them. And it costs more than the $500 that initially quoted them. And the potential client never get back to you. And you start wondering, what happened? Why did they ghost me? Okay. I'm going to give you, this is a real life scenario. A real life scenario. Okay. So I, I have a, a, um, a, I know of this, this particular situation where the potential client talks to the event planner. The event planner says, oh, okay. You know, the potential client asks, so how much is your fee? So they, they share. They share the idea of the event, the vision, okay? And, and the event planner says, okay. So the potential client asks, how much is your fee? And the event planner says, yeah, my fee starts at $500. Okay. Okay. The potential client says, okay, fantastic. All right. So the event planner put together the proposal and the proposal includes, includes um, all the decor items, right? That the potential client was asking all the decor items and she put down a final fee of $2,500 and never heard back from the potential client. She follow up, potential client never respond. So, what happened here? Put yourself in the shoes of the potential client. When the potential client asks you, what is your fee? After they have spoken to you or shared with you the vision of the event, and they ask you, so what is your fee? And you quote, oh, my fee starts from $500 onwards. Okay, start, start at $500. So your potential client is going to naturally assume the fee that you quoted is $500, maybe a little bit more, but not $2,500. So when they ask, what's your fee? After they have told you their vision of the event and you quote them your fee, don't expect your potential client to understand that that is just for your time. Okay? That is just for your time to conceptualize everything. They have no understanding that this does not cover the cost of rental or the cost of supplies, the cost of, um, of even your setup and your teardown. So your fee that you're quoting to your potential client could be just for you to conceptualize and define the vendors, 
all right? But it doesn't include everything else. So in your head, you're assuming that the potential client understands when you say your fee, what it covers. But the potential client in their head is assuming, oh, $500, I can deal with that, you know, with having a, a decorator to get all these things for me and all the supplies and everything is $500. I already told her what I wanted. So when you send the proposal over without explaining what your fee is going to cover, without explaining how much this whole look is going to cost, based on the visual, the vision that they share with you, then they're just going to assume the very first number that they hear is what they expect to see on the proposal. So the way, the way to handle this conversation is when the potential client tells you what they're looking for, they tell you how many people, where's the venue, and what exactly they need help with, right? Even though you may have an idea how much it's going to cost, okay? Because you have done something of that event of that nature before, which is, let's say, the safari theme. The last time you did it, it cost $1,000, right? You need to explain to the potential client. So based on the initial description you have shared with me for this event, the fee will be approximately $1,500. And that includes me putting together the event proposal, showing you what it includes, and also um, the cost of rental and cost of supplies. So you're going to explain to the potential client what the fee is going to look like on the proposal. But you also need to prepare the potential client that this, this fee may go up or down depending on your final selections. But the ballpark figure is approximately $1,500 and it includes the rental supplies or the, or the materials and it also includes my time to plan, to design, to set up, and to tear down. So when you send over a proposal, if it's $1,500 like what you quoted, your potential client is already aware to expect that. So the probability for them to ghost you is greatly reduced. But if you quote them a number, okay, $500, and then you send them a proposal that is completely so far off from the $500, they are thinking, what happened to the $500? So that's why it's so important to really be so transparent on the call itself before you even draft the proposal. So if you say that my fee starts at $500, so that's the first number they're going to remember. And then after you talk a little bit more, say, oh, based on, based on what you have shared with me, I've done something like that before, or based on my experience, it's going to cost upwards of $1,500, which include my fees of planning, designing, setup, and teardown. So 
cost approximately $1,500. So your potential client will remember the very first number you say is $500 and will also remember the very first last number you have told them, which is $1,500, okay? So now they have an opportunity to clarify that number with you on the phone instead of just ghosting you. So you have to ask them, are you clear? Do you understand these numbers? Do you understand what this $1,500 is going to cover? Or they, you will open up a conversation for them to ask you, can you tell me again, how do we get from the $500 to $1,500? And that gives you the opportunity. And this is a great time for you to qualify the potential client. If they are within, you know, if they have the budget to hire you to do something like that. So if after you explain to them, okay, you know, initially I said $500 is my, is my fee, right? My fee will include my time to, if, to plan and to design, to set up and to tear down. And also the $1,000 is to uh, buy the materials or to render, render items. So you come up approximately $1,500. So now your potential client has a clear understanding. So when you send the proposal over, it's $1,500. It's no surprise to them. So you have to have this conversation before you even send a proposal. And when you have this conversation, you need to end the conversation by saying that, is this within your budget? Do you want me to send the proposal over? You know, and don't be afraid to say that if this is not within your budget, then, you know, I don't want to waste your time nor my time by crafting a proposal. But if this is something that is within your budget, then I will put together this proposal for you. You want to save time. And of course, before you even get into this conversation, you need to ask the qualifying questions, right? Which is the very first question you ask is, what do you need help with? The second question you want to ask is, have you already spoken to other planners or designers or decorators? Or have you done the research yourself? The third qualifying question is, how soon do you want to hire um, the planner or decorator for this event? right? So you want to already qualify them before you go into talking about money. So the reason why people ghost you is when they remember the very first number you quote them and the very, first, and the very last number they remember seeing or hearing from you. If there is a big discrepancy, there must be a conversation to be had before they see the very last number. Either or see or hear the very last number. If they don't understand how you come up with the very last number that they, you have spoken to them or you have listed on the proposal and all they remember is the very first number you have given to them, then, and, and, and the discrepancy has not been explained, the likelihood of them ghosting you is very, very big. Okay, put yourself in the potential client's shoes. Someone tells you they cost the, my fee is five hundred dollars, okay, and then you get a proposal that is twenty five hundred dollars or fifteen hundred dollars. They'll be like, "What's going on?" Right? When she has already, when if this potential client right also reach out to other planners and they get a fee that's much lower than fifteen hundred dollars. Why would they even spend the time to get back to you to say that, hey, you're too expensive? Because they have already gotten other event planners who's quoting them much lesser. So people tend to shy away from confrontation or conflict uh, or having an uncomfortable discussion, especially when it comes to money. So why even bother to explain to you why they're not going with you? 
especially when they have already received a proposal that's much cheaper than you. So you have to put yourself in the shoes of your potential client when you quote your when you quote numbers, dollar amount. They will always remember the very first number and the very last number, which also applies to when you put your package price on your website or on any of your marketing platform like your social media or Thumbtack or Eventactive or Zola or any of those platforms that you are paying for leads, okay? And you are and you are quoting a price. Okay, my package starts from this amount. And then when they started talking to you and you quote them another amount, they will remember the very first number and they'll be like, why is there such a big discrepancy? So you need to have a conversation with them or have a good explanation. Why is there such a big discrepancy? And this is the reason why I'm not a big fan of putting your prices on any platform. But if you do put the price on any platform, you need to make sure that it is a price that is not at your bottom or lowest price. It should be at your highest price or mid-range price mid-range price so you have room to wiggle around. The best case scenario is you quote a price that is this number and then after you speak with the potential client, right, they contact you even though they see that the number that you put, right, that is a mid-range price they and they still contact you, that means they are comfortable raising their budget to pay your mid-range price or your high price. And then after you have the conversation with them, you realize, ah, it actually doesn't cost that much because what they're sharing with you is less than what you need to do in the package that you have listed that you publish the mid-range price or the high price. So it's a pleasant surprise to the potential client because now you're quoting them a price much lower than the initial number they have seen. So that's why it's so important. The very first number and the very last number is what they remember and you need to explain the discrepancy between those two numbers if there are discrepancies, okay? And so now you have a better idea why your lead goes you when you don't explain. And again, it's so, so, so important when you quote your, your fee, say, oh, my fee starts at this price. Why would you do that? Why would you do that when you don't even know what they require you to do. So you should not have a standard fee that you start with unless the standard fee you start with is a fee that you provide. You constantly provide this service and this is the only service you provide. So you know that when the potential client comes to you, they are asking for this constant service that you're always providing. So that's the fee that you charge. For instance, I charge, you know, $2,500 for a regular strategy session with me. And this regular strategy session includes this, this, and this. So I'm very clear when someone comes to me, say, what's your fee? And I say that I start at $2,500 and these are the three things I do for you. So if they say, oh, but I don't need those three things. That's when you'll be like, okay, then it's a completely different fee, Right. So, and it's up to you whether do you want to do an event where you provide a slightly um, less elaborated service so you don't charge 2500 or 1500 you know. So in my case, if someone says that, oh, I don't need all those things, I only need to do this one thing. 
So I have to ask myself, do I want to take on this potential client because I'm only going to make this amount of money, less than 2500 or I only want to talk to someone that is going to at least pay me $2,500. So you need to start thinking. Okay, so when you quote your fee, oh, my fee starts at $5,000 or $500, you need to be very clear what does this fee include. So your potential client knows that, oh, okay, so this fee, this $500 that you just quoted me, is only for you to come up with a theme and, um, and to coordinate the vendors for me. So, and also to do the setup and tear down. It doesn't include the cost of the rental. It doesn't include the cost of uh, buying supplies. All right. So in summary, today's podcast is for you to understand that when you quote your fee, you have to explain what does that fee covers. Okay. Do not assume that your potential client understand what your fee covers. When they tell you what they want and you quote them a fee, they will naturally assume that that fee covers whatever they told you that they want. Because they told you what they want and you quote them a fee. You didn't further explain that this fee only covers XYZ where they want to cover A to Z. All right. So I hope this podcast gives you some clarity why sometimes your potential client goes you and how to have a better conversation, better qualifying conversation, better sales conversation so that when you send over a proposal or a contract, they do not ghost you. Okay, a lot of times they say, oh, yeah, 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 I understand, I understand. No, you have to make sure that they truly understand because they may say that they understand then when they get the proposal, they still get a heart attack. Okay, so the qualification process is so important. The explanation of the fee, what it covers is so important and don't be so quick to give a quote without really understanding exactly what your potential client wants, especially for you decorators, designers, all these elements are so intricate and you may have done a safari team, but they may want a safari team plus something, 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 which is not going to cost, you know, the regular fee that you have been charging $1,000 for all these supplies and stuff. So you want to make sure that they send you inspiration photos and if you're experienced enough, you look at the inspiration photos and you say, this will cost approximately how much? So they will remember the number that you gave out, okay? Just know whatever dollar amount that you give out, you give out during the conversation, they will hold you to it, okay? All right, thank you so much for listening to this podcast. Hopefully, it's going to help you in your, in your next conversation with a potential client. Don't forget to give us the ratings and the reviews and to share our podcast and also to subscribe to our podcast so you don't miss any new episode coming on. Talk to you all next week. Thank you for listening to the Unstoppable Eventrepreneur Podcast. If you have enjoyed this episode, can you do me a favor? Please leave us a review and also share our podcast so we can help more eventrepreneurs out there. And don't forget to subscribe to our podcast so you never miss any new episodes.